Ja, don't say, don't say, don't say. You told me to meet you out here. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. What's what's the point? We're supposed to be recording. Finally, getting around to our January episode. What's the what are we doing? Hello. Oh, where is he? Seriously, where is he? Hello, Booty. Welcome to the Jambags Annual. TBAG Awards, the tea bags. It's that time of year again. More relevant than the Oscars. More relevant than the Oscars. More relevant than the Oscars. More relevant than the BAFTAs and the Game Awards. All rolled into one what? easy ceremony what? for everybody's convenience. What are you doing? Absolutely scared of living. But Jesus, I'm, I'm, why, why are we out all, here? Well, we've got to be edgy. We've got to be kind of uh, you know on the bleeding edge of surprise. And you yeah. know, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a few extra hits on YouTube if if you look like you've been pranked or something know, like well, that. I don't a, know. But we came out. I don't know if that counts. Um, but oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, we've the, got. What, 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 are we doing an award show? The tea bags. Yes, the tea bag awards. Totally brilliant, awesome gaming awards. We do them every year. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, so, uh, yeah so rather than actually write a proper episode i thought we'd just do oh, this yeah. instead we'd, yeah, we'd, we'd be dead easy so anyway we've got some exclusive gain amounts and we have some trailers dropping wait 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 wait, wait, wait. we've got some exclusive game announcements well sort of i mean yeah you're gonna have to go with me on the on this one a little bit it's uh i've been again? working on it it's, uh, it's, you know, much legal illegal these are such kind of suburban terms <laughs> anyway uh yes so, stay tuned, everyone, for more uh, from the and Jam Bags TBAG just, Awards. Just quickly, you said we've got some trailers dropping. What do you? Oh, oh yeah, some some actual games. You know, some things. You know, get ready on your, with your wish listing, folks, because we've got some seriously good games uh, that are totally real for you to kind of uh, order and give us your money for a little bit later on in the show. Okay. So, okay. without further ado, I'm going to drop the first trailer. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, okay. Well, that was supposed to be like a visual gag. And, ah, oh, oh, that looks painful. I wasn't supposed to drop that trailer on you. Oh, Rudy. Uh, I need medical assistance. I don't think oh, I can man. feel my legs. Why did you come out here wearing Crocs? What what what, what were you playing? Be comfortable and practical. Ah. Oh no. Okay, right. Okay. Well, coming to you live later on in the show from the A and E department in West Yorkshire General Hospital. Um, uh, ambulance. Welcome, Jam Baggers, to the annual Tea Bag Awards, as promised from Ooh. West Yorkshire General Hospital. Ooh. And yes, I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Rudy Manchego, uh, who has just emerged for some, I would say life-saving, maybe kind of foot-saving surgery that's taken place uh, on his uh, toes, which we did manage to get on ice and uh, get here before uh, all the local cats had had their, tri- their, their turns with it. So how are you feeling there, Rudy? Hello. <laughs> I've uh, I feel um I kind of feel good to be honest, man. I mean, it's I've, uh, there's this big cable thing in my arm, and I've got stuff dripping in it, so um, I feel pretty good. I don't think um, you're supposed to press that button quite so much. Uh, that, that, that just well, this one, come in. 
Yeah, I would have. Oh, my. Okay, come back to me, Rudy. We've got the job to do. Awards. Yeah, so we'll do what now? What we're saying, because it's the new year, we're now saying what things we thought were good last year in the kind of awards. We're teabagging each other, remember? Time travel. Ah, okay. Don't tell you about the time I called you a prick. Uh, yeah, it was my birthday, yeah, and good my grand was not impressed. Yeah, good times, that man. And uh, yeah, it was actually uh, a pretty good time. Um, actually, when I think about it. Oh well, yeah. So what? We, we're, ooh, what's the microphone for? Uh, well, we we do a, a, a podcast. This is all kind of very complicated stuff. I don't want to kind of bog you down with the details, but just you know, try and think back to you know, twenty twenty two video games. Uh, what kind of year it's been? What kind of things you've been playing? Uh, I mean, normally we talk about you know what we've been playing up to this month, but we're doing the whole year this time, and we're going to go through some some categories. So I've picked out a few categories for us to award these games some awards, uh, which none of them are ever going to hear about, and they're just going to say, "What the hell is jam bags?" But uh, we're still going to go through the motions of saying what we thought was the best games for for this year. Now, are you with me? Hello. Really? Why have you wandered off? No, that's a vending machine. Oh, that's not me. My legs on backwards. Oh. oh yeah, it is a little bit. Back. I think you've Don't worry. Okay, I'm, I'm feeling a bit better. Yeah. Let's let's on, do that. Yeah. Ow! I need to slap me. Yeah. Right, let's do this. I let's did. let's do whatever you're doing. All right. Okay. So our first category for for this, or or, or should we have a, a trailer drop? No. Oh, sorry. Bad bad <laughs> term. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. All right. No. So. Uh, all right. First up, we have uh, a big game announcement for something that uh, you can all pre-order from jbog.com. Have a listen to this. In a world forgotten by its creator, a new evil will rise, and all that stands in its way is one innocent jacket potato. This is Empty Squire. Coming to all platforms, presumably. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, I, I would definitely consider pre-ordering that. You should consider pre-ordering it. Uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Jones, you should consider pre-ordering that. You know, what's uh, maybe. what's J, jbog.com? That was what? J-B-O-G. It's, it's a bit like uh, uh, Just Bloody Old Games. Oh, why do I have to uh, pre-order from them? Why is there a transaction fee appear on my account as soon as I did it on PayPal? Well, it's the, the exclusivity deal that we gave to whoever developed this, uh, this game. They're, you know, they're, they're they're doing it through our storefront, and uh, we get exclusive rights to the uh, to the to the sale. Uh, just don't ask too many questions while we're recording. Ooh, Jeez. Okay. Um, right. J- you available to pre-order now on jbog.com with a That's hefty right, deposit. It's just. Yeah, but it'd be worth it because it'd be such a good game. Yeah. It'd be like that. It'll be like, but not definitely not Hollow Knight, but but very much a game Ooh, like Hollow Knight. I definitely Knight. like so Hollow Knight and games that are definitely not, but could be like Hollow Knight. Exactly, I know you do, and lots of other people do too. So get buying people. <laughs> I really need the money. Okay, so onward with the rest of the show. So the first category for the game in 2022, Rudy, what was your best game for keeping the kids quiet? Uh, I think my best game was probably the Callisto Protocol. What? 
that that's the game you gave your kids to keep them quiet. It has definitely worked. Some one of them hasn't talked since they played it. In fact, when we go visit them in the hospital, they they barely even acknowledge we're there. They're just kind of completely silent and sort of shaking a bit. Oh. Just kind of back are they, and are forth. They here now? Well, I think they, they're up they on the. I think they're in the secure wing. But yeah, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's fantastic. I'd recommend everyone if you don't want your kids to talk or sleep again, just uh, give them that game to them. Perfect job done. Well, yeah, great parents. Okay, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's maybe the only game that uh, the only award that that game's going to probably get. This uh, it, it, it definitely had an impact on my kids um, emotionally. And yeah. Physically. Uh, what about you? Oh well, I mean, I was just going to go with. Uh, you know, Minecraft or something shit like that. Or uh, yeah, but they want you to play with you when you do that. Trust me. Well, yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, uh, yeah, Nickelodeon Kart Racer that always goes down pretty well. So you know, racing along with SpongeBob. Uh, nobody having their heads torn off by by savage creatures. Yeah, that's where you're going wrong. Shoved onto spikes. Yeah, Poor parenting no, they, on they, your they, side. They, that's right. They didn't take. They they weren't that quiet for that long afterwards. They they pretty much kept talking the whole time through. Uh, yeah, no, I think yours wins. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, okay. Callisto Protocol, best game for keeping the kids quiet. Jam Bags Award number one. Yeah. All right. Okay, moving on to our next category for an award. Okay, the most awkward game to explain to your partner, also known as the Pervious Game of the Year Award. What you got for us, Rudy? Oh, it's a tough one because I've played a couple of pervy games. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with... The one that I had to explain the most that was the weirdest one was one of my favourite games of the year, but released well, it was released on Switch in the last year. It was Thirteen Sentinels: Aegis Rim, which was kind of like a visual novel strategy game, uh, yeah. which was really really clever story and really really great. But it was a Japanese sort of, uh, uh, um, of visual novel game, and mm. uh, for some reason, all of all, all the female characters were scantily clad um, schoolgirls, <laughs> which is always hard to explain except for the one female grown up character who was implausibly um, apportioned uh, in the bits department. So it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of like, I was totally addicted to it at one point. I took the game switch on holiday, played it, but it was a question of why there are so many schoolgirls in this game. And I didn't really have an answer <laughs> to that apart from Japan. Um, yeah. Japan be Japanese. Yeah. That's 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 it. What about you? What's your pervy pervy ding dong? Okay. Well, I mean, I probably don't play as many pervy Japanese games uh, as you, but I'd say the one that, uh, and I guess it's maybe not all that pervy, but you know, if if people came in at the wrong moment, you could uh, you you could definitely have a fair bit of explaining to do, and that was uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There were these kind of very uh, fairly intense first person uh, sex scenes in Cyberpunk, uh, as well as the kind of uh, the sort of prostitute type characters that you could uh, meet about uh, night city and and yeah there were some uh, there were some scenes wow okay you i, I think we went down different paths than i did in my branching storyline um <laughs> yeah i think, think you clearly went on the on the the sex run um whichever one that was um well hey you know you now that's uh well you know uh who was it? It was it Judy that my character was uh, was fond of. So, oh, you yeah, went with the female run, did you? No, I went with the, the female yeah, run. Yeah, the male so, run. Uh, so uh, uh, clearly, that's that is automatically pervious game. But. Well, yeah, no, I think, think you might well be right. Okay, okay, so uh, yeah, so pervious games. I don't didn't think I'd be saying this, but I should really make the effort to to play more pervy games. It feels like it should be all the way around. 
Yeah, no, really, really should. Uh, anyway, so uh, f- next award before we take another break for another trailer. Uh, what was the uh, worst or funniest voice acting that you've played in a game this year? Oh, I'm trying to think, actually. What was the worst or funniest voice acting? Do you mean funniest as in amusing, or do you mean funniest as in, in kind bad? of, I guess, unintentionally funniest sort of thing, as in uh, wasn't supposed to be funny, but was so bad that it made you laugh, perhaps? Ooh, that's tough. I want to think about that one. What about you? Uh, I would probably go with, again, these aren't really year, games from this year, the games that I've really just played this year. Uh, games that, like uh, Watch Dogs Legion, some of the voice acting in that is is just crazy over-the-top stereotypes uh, of kind of people from London and uh, you know, a couple of the various different kind of pitches and uh, randomization they have for all of their characters. Some of them come out that really squeaky Jamaican-sounding people. Uh, you know, some of them were absolutely hilarious when when kind of played back so yeah Watch Dogs Legion has some unintentionally not great voice acting in that one yeah and I'm going to go with my one is going to be another one which I don't think came out in 2022 but I was playing the Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids uh, DLC again my one I got it as part of a birthday present with the season pass so I was playing that bit and I'm not entirely convinced that they had Irish voice actors, but <laughs> or they were very, very authentic, and that's what they would have sounded like back then. Or mm. they had a bunch of people that sound a little bit like Brad Pitt doing an Irish accent in Snatch <laughs> in places. In Snatch. So yeah, it didn't sound too good. But hey, you know, people could turn around and go, "Actually, no, you're wrong." But it, it, it sounded like didn't sound quite right. On some of the characters, yeah. not all of them, but some of the characters, and certainly, certainly the NPC kind of in the backgrounds just didn't sound like they're like you know, yeah. like Irish kind of. Um. <laughs> well, I, I always found it a bit strange in uh, the Assassin's Creed. I think it was Valhalla, where um, you know most everyone like has a sort of a, a British accent, a fairly stereotypical regional Br- British accent, but half of the children are all incredibly American sounding, like really. Apple pie American accents in, in that game. That is true, except and, for the one quest line or quest line area where they have a really weird take on a West Country accent. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think I've got to that yet. Yeah, you'll know when you get to it. You'll be like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's what that's going on. Okay. Uh, so, uh, some great awards there. Some, some real great uh, voice acting there at Ubisoft in kind of both, uh, both those cases. Uh, yeah, nice one. All right, we have another trailer to drop uh, for uh, the, the big announcement for the next one from Hacktivision Snowstorm. Take a look at this, everyone. From the studio that brought you the last game, where you fight against someone from the Middle East or Russia or somewhere like that, comes the next game in the series that defied action video games. where every professional soldier sounds like a cockney gangster. All right, I'm gonna kill this prick. Lock and load. Featuring shocking plot lines, such as killing your main character three quarters of the way through the game. This time there's some surprises, but we'll probably do the same stuff. Pre-order today. Shooty shooty bang bang 12. 
legendary future modern warfare soldier. I'll hit you slash! Shooty shooty bang bang. We love it. Oh, that's a. Oh yeah, certainly a game. Uh, certainly, yeah. I mean, we've seen shoot, shoot, you bang, bang games before, uh, and you know they look a bit like that. But that's clearly a new one with graphics that are maybe just a teeny tiny bit better or worse than the last one, uh, with a plot which looks roughly the same. You know, <laughs> killing some bad guys and all and all that sort of stuff. I am pumped for that game. Yeah, <laughs> I must say that I felt my. That my testicles engorged slightly during that trailer, so mm. I, I guess that's what they were going for. Absolutely, yeah. I feel no, more I, masculine. I, I felt very, I feel like very clenched. I feel like I might vote Trump next election if I was American. Oh, okay. It, no, it, had really weird, it had a really weird effect on me. Actually, yeah. I want to. I think I think teachers and kids should have guns. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's okay, what it made that, me uh, feel. You... That's what it made me feel. Well, yeah. No, I, th- I think. That whole kind of section of the game that is uh, is set in uh, in a suburban school uh, might kind of raise the eyebrows of some uh, of the kind of woke media, but you know, always oh, happened to me as well. Ow. Okay, yeah. now we need to move on before, yeah, it's, before it's, we it's go weird. down it's the rabbit hole contamination too far. kind of thing going down. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So um, the best game that uh, you, me, and the filthy assistant played on multiplayer nights. Yeah, and we, sh- and we should argue that our criteria. It's quite limited. Is that a? It's all going to be mm. on the same console platform, which because of filthy assistance yes. is always PlayStation. It is two. It's got we we prefer co-op, and there's three of us, so we don't like we're not into like pitting against each other or you know PvP, yeah, PvP and, and like that. that. So it's got a cooperative, and also um, something that we can all pick up and play and, and get into quite quickly. So. And preferably doesn't cost us either anything at all or, or very much, much yeah. in the PlayStation Store. So it's been limited. I said certainly none of these are modern games. Um, no. Okay, or or new no, races. So you go, you go, what was your favourite of the ones we played? I I don't know, just definitely not Borderlands the pre-sequel. It hasn't gone down well, I'd agree. Uh, no, we've been mainly sticking no. to Zombie Army 4. Uh, yeah, which, I which think, was last year's winner, and I don't think I can I can say last year's winner winner again necessarily. Uh, so probably then going to Vermintide Two, which yeah, has been something Vermintide that we pick up, smash some yeah. smash some rats, and it is and it's uh, left for dead in the Warhammer universe, and it's it's absolutely fine. I'm 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 very much enjoying Wednesday nights uh, with that one. Maybe not necessarily because of because of the game being amazing, but it's it's solid. Yeah, it's uh, nothing we can all pick up and, uh, and play as well. And yeah. um, although I'm still don't understand, I'm always one that charges first in the battle. But I always have the least amount of kills. I don't get it. I still I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about that either. How you're because I I get properly stuck in, uh, but doesn't mm. like I get because you have a character that's got a bow and arrow, so your ranged weapon stats are always like going to be high. Yes. Great. I go in there, I'm chopping and charging, I'm, I'm right in there, I'm getting pummeled at the front centre, and I'm getting less kills, I don't know what's going on. Admittedly, I did choose like the most over-the-top, bizarrely camp-repressed kind of <laughs> character in it. Very, uh, very aloof, whereas my, my elven archer lady seems uh, quite competent with her with sort of ranged weapons. It's hot, and, you know, yeah, and swords I, 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 as well. I've never been as attracted as I have in that game. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, I mean, it's a little awkward, but I can't deny I do quite like the attention, so thank you. That's, that's really welcome. So what else have we got? What else have we got? 
All right. Uh, we have the best single player game or campaign of the year. What kind of has really wowed you in the terms of uh, of best kind of narrative uh, games or single player experiences? Well, I think if you'd asked me if I'd managed to finish God of War Ragnarok, it would be that. But for various <laughs> reasons, I didn't do it because I think that will be the winner. But I'm going to go with. It's going to go with Elden Ring because that's the single player yeah. game I've spent a hundred hours on in the in this year, and that's quite rare for me to get so stuck into it. So, so yeah, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to go with. And sort of as a campaign and a story campaign, I don't think it's the it's the best, but as a single player game, uh, I suppose is it a single player game? I mean, you can summon people into it. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's uh, it's. It's a multiplayer game in the sort of traditional Yeah, it's not something that you, you can only do, my, you know, it's kind of like you can only do sort of boss fights in certain areas with each other, um, I suppose, in the yeah. way to put it. Yeah, that's my um, that's my thing. So yeah. what about you? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, uh, for me personally, and I know this is coming from someone who generally plays a lot more on Xbox than uh, uh, than on, uh, on sort of PlayStation, where I think... Let's be honest here. The best single player games do seem to be more, more, uh, more prevalent. That uh, I was very kind of much uh, torn between, uh, you know, Elden Ring, which I did get into, but again, I probably kind of ran out of steam maybe a third of the way through or something like that. Uh, and uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which again only became what I would say into a playable state this year. So I kind of still feel it kind of counts, um, even though it's still buggy as hell but uh but yeah i think in terms of uh, a narrative experience in terms of an actual uh, the actual story that it told uh i probably enjoyed cyberpunk the most okay it's fair to it's fair to it's sometimes one of those eternal games i think is always going to be slightly patched or updated every few months so it kind mm-hmm. of always feels like it's fresh because it was so knackered at the start you know it wasn't really a game but uh what, yeah. what else we got category wise uh biggest ripoff of the year Ooh. Have you been ripped off this year, and uh, and how badly? Ooh, have I been ripped off? This? I feel a little bit like Bayonetta three ripped me off. Ooh, controversial. Mm. Now, that is speaking as a fan of the first two games, mm. and there isn't really anything wrong gameplay wise with the third game. It's 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 good. I don't you know. There's a little bit of doing what DMC does or Demo My Cry do, which is making you take yeah. on other characters when you're kind of getting into the grooves being a bayonet. It's over the top, it's ridiculous. But A, I don't think the performance was great on Switch, and B, the ending just... I know it's been controversial with fans and stuff like that, maybe I'm too precious, yeah. but the ending came out of nowhere. It was unearned and really... Just, I got to end of it, I was just like, you're kidding. <laughs> All right, great, fantastic. Really wish I hadn't bothered playing to the end. I'll go back and play two again. Uh, wow. And that's something where, you know, the stories are mental. They don't really make any sense anyway. They don't have to. But the ending for this one was a really conventional thing that fit nowhere. It just came literally out of nowhere. Hmm. Like, no development build-up to it. So, there you go. Yeah. That doesn't... Yeah, no, I mean, obviously I haven't uh, gotten that far in the franchise yet. I'm still working my way through the yeah, first so one. I can't say so I have to spoil doesn't... anyone, but, you know, the Shia LaBeouf it. That's what I'm going to say. Shia uh, LaBeouf. Exactly, Charlotte Buffett. Uh, yeah. If you know the context of that one, you'll get where I'm going. If you know, you know. <laughs> if Buffett. you know, you know. What about you? How did you get All ripped right. off? Uh, biggest rip off of the year. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I put a Twitter poll up saying that I definitely wasn't going to do this, but in the end, I caved and I bought the uh, Grand Theft Auto current gen uh, remaster for Grand Theft Auto Five. 
And uh, yeah, it's basically the same game as it was before with a higher frame rate. Uh, it's it's still good, but obviously it's still a a 360-era game and, and has that kind of gameplay uh, sort of feeling to it as well. But I think what made me feel like it was the real rip-off of the, uh, of, of the season was they, they kind of split it in two. So you can have to buy the Grand Theft Auto Online as the main part of the uh, game, and then you, you, then you buy the story mode, uh, which gives you access to the, to the main campaign and stuff like that. And I think the thing that made me feel like it was a total rip-off was that when I then purchased the extra kind of bit for the uh, for the story mode for the campaign, which is really uh, the only bit that I wanted to play on uh, Grand Theft Auto. I'm not really interested in in the online uh, part of it. Uh, you buy it, and then straight away it's installed and it's done. So it's technically it's just unlocking content that's then locked off within the original kind of download that you've got. So anyone that buys Grand Theft Auto Online automatically has the campaign downloaded, but you can't play it unless you pay that extra little bit to yeah, play, the, is, play the story. Yeah, that is a sky practice. It's just, you know, it happens it's, with a lot of... I find that it's quite annoying with a lot of, like, Ubisoft do with their games, where you have, like, 100 gig downloads, 120 gig downloads. Mm. And you're like, great. But that's actually not just the base game, but everything, all the other, all the other like, the costumes and yes. all, the, all the DLC and all the cosmetics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which they've flapped in there, which you may not actually have purchased or want to play you, you don't you, you don't add it mm. to it and uh yeah it really does my head in about not having modular downloads just yeah now that must be what they do with uh with i think i was i was feeling like some zombie killing action uh the other week and i i reinstalled um uh call of duty the cold war one and it now takes up like 250 gigabytes of storage on on, on a console it's like no there's no way uh that there's that amount of content. It's just okay. There's a couple of big maps and some some shooting mechanics and a not particularly great campaign. And I just don't understand how it takes that uh, takes that up again. Scummy practice of of trying to fill up your hard drive so that you don't have room for anything else because you download every extra skin that you could unlock with the battle pass, but uh, but you just don't. I'm guessing. Yeah, that is scummy. Most people. That don't. is scummy. Is well, and that does lead us quite nicely into our next category. However, before we get to our next category, uh, we have another trailer from uh, from the far east, from the game sort of far away in, uh, in for the next kind of Japanese sensation. Watch this, and then go to JBOG and pre-order it. <laughs> Oh, that that looks good, doesn't it, Senpai? It it really does uh does Kohai, eh? That's got all kinds of uh, wacky stuff. I mean, I don't know what was going on with the, uh, you know, with the squid. It was very erect. The... I've it not was. seen the squid it, it, that erect. Well, I don't think I've ever seen a squid erect, let alone, but that one was definitely erect. Like, yeah, there was I mean, no, there was no the mistake in their intentions. Uh, anyway, no, 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 spoilers, but, uh, you know, whew, they, no, 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 no. Okay. That's, that was, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know is that physically, but there's so much ink. Um, it was. Uh, and, and it was all over those, uh, all, all over that. School. And they couldn't uh, wash it yeah. off, and they were giggling. I, I have no idea what was going on there. No, but I'm totally going to buy it because it looks. It must be good if it's that strange, right? Uh, yes, let's go with yes. 
Yes, let's go with it. Okay, so over to JBOG for the pre-orders, everybody. And that lead, now leads us into uh, getting some high-ranking contenders for this award this year. The scummiest publisher of 2022, Mr. Manchego. What do you think? Can you think of the uh, the worst kind of uh, scandals that have come through over the past 12 months that uh, are going to put people on top of this list yeah i mean obviously you've got ongoing horrendousness at many big AAA publishers and all that kind of stuff and closures i'm gonna i'm gonna pin the blame though for my scummiest one uh on microsoft and i'm gonna explain Ooh. why because i'm not just doing it to be like edge lot of stuff like that because you know uh or we like sony or anything because hmm. I think they're all guilty as each other, but they have kicked off over the last few years this aggressive buying out of, of studios. And yeah. everyone else now feels they've got to follow suit and everyone's buying up everyone. So the fact that they're going after, they're going to have Zenimax and then they're going after uh, Activision, Activision Blizzard and stuff like that, if they, if they are allowed to go through with it, it kicked off, you know, Sony buying Bungie and Tencent mm-hmm. investing yep. heavily and, uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, the embracer group. Embracer group. As well. yeah, it's just this kind of buying spree, and it's becoming what what you're getting to the point now is that you know, uh, exclusivity and stuff like that is becoming a big. Is becoming everything that's getting locked, and it's just a big lo- load of yeah. Like oh, what? No, it, it was such a relief when you, we got to the 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 sort of 360 era, and uh, it felt like the exclusivity was kind of relaxed a little bit. I mean, I'm thinking mainly in terms of things like Grand Theft Auto, which you could only get on the PS2, at least to begin with. And then when you got to, to the 360 era, you know, GTA 4, you know, was announced to be multi-platforms. Oh, okay, finally, you know, we can actually play all the games that everyone has. And then it felt like through that entire era, yeah, even through you know, a fair way into the into the, into the the next era, the PS4 or so Xbox One era, uh, that, you know, people weren't that bothered about exclusives and then all of a sudden we started hearing about you know horizon god of war and all that stuff uh from sony and again i'm not throwing blame around but it does feel like you know kind of sony kind of kicked it off but microsoft have said oh we, we've got a, a hell of a lot of money let's let's kind of take this to the next level and uh yeah and make it's, it's it kind of like for anybody i think that you know arguments about exclusivity and stuff like that I think that, yeah, you know, buying of individual studios and developing and nurturing them, and I guess, you know, Sony have been sort of doing that sort of quietly, and I totally would agree. And mm. but I think you're right, that they've kind of got the kudos. And what Microsoft have gone and done is that I've kicked off, and I'm saying they're the only ones that have done it, and everyone could probably do it if they had the money. You know, it's not a, it's not yeah. like, you know... It's, just, it's sort of escalation, yeah, isn't so it? Yeah, but they've, got, but they've gone out and just gone, right, well, it's going to take us a long time to buy and nurture studios. So... We just buy the publishers because we've got the money to do it and consolidate that. And it's like, okay, you say you're, you are really, I think that, you know, that is, and then what's happened is that it's it's a buying war, you know, it's like, okay, great. This Mm. is no longer independent. This is no longer independent. This is no longer independent. You know, everyone's buying up every real estate they can do because of fears of being edged out of the market. And I think that's just like a really sad thing, you know, it's like, uh, okay, Mm. then it's, it's just, consumer choice and i mean that anyone that's buying it it's not surprised but they kicked it off so and then they've just they've done that and then sacked you know the 10 percent of their workforce yeah. so you know oh they've put billions in there which they could have employed everyone and they've made those people redundant to, to, to save costs wow <laughs> get lost yeah I, I i see where you're coming from i again i think there are 
lots of reasons where, where, where I'd agree with you. There's, there's quite a few where I, I probably wouldn't agree with you, uh, particularly when it comes to, uh, being consumer friendly. Again, if we're just kind of picking either side on the console war, I think, uh, Sony have made some really, uh, oh, I don't, I don't think, I don't think any of the, I'm going to, I'll agree with you. It's just that I don't want it to, I don't, yeah. I think that Microsoft have kickstarted something with the scale of what they're doing. Which is a dynamic. It does feel shift. different to every other every other but, thing. But you know, I'm not. It's a. You're absolutely right. Exclusivity has been a thing to to bang on the heads and stuff like that, and it's never consumer friendly. You know, no. Ultimately, it's not designed to make things easier for you for the consumer. No, completely. It? It's designed to to get you to buy a particular product, and you know, yeah, um, yeah absolutely right. I've, I've, you know, Nintendo throw them into the mix. They do their exclusivity and stuff like that. You know, you want to play yeah. Bayonetta three? You don't trust me. I've played the end, but. You want to play that? You got to buy the switch. You know, it's everyone does it. So I, yeah, d- yeah. I definitely don't think it's always the most problem. But it's just a, this grabbing of stuff means that you know there's going to be even less cross-platform things. And they've, you know, yeah. it's like you said, it's the escalation. It's like you know, it's the it's the Sean Connery. You know, it's like you know, you you bring a Jojo or he brings a butt plug. You bring a. <laughs> Yeah. You bring a Shaq doll. I'm looking at my copy a, of the un- Untouchables yeah. right now, and that is you bring a Shaq doll. He brings an elephant. It. You know, it's just kind of like it's that one-upmanship kind of thing. It's just like, well, okay then. Yeah. It's like, oh crap, they're they're going to buy all of these guys. Well, we have to buy all these guys, so they can't buy them up. And you know, we're going, you know, and I think you know, yeah. yeah, people are selling off big chunks. Like Square sold off a load of their chunks to all this. It's just like, okay then, you know, mm-hmm. there's someone that has a PC games quite a lot as well. It's like it means you can yeah. get. It's not going to get AAA games on your favorite launches. You're not going to be able to go and oh, I'm going to go on Steam or blah blah blah. You can't. You're that. That's going to come with exclusivity as well. Like oh, you can only play this on. You don't be able to play Starfield on a mm-hmm. Microsoft launcher on PC, which is it's not yeah. as good as Steam in my opinion. So it's like okay, great. Um, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, it's not. A, I would be quite clear. Uh, it's it's kicked off and everyone else has responded equally abysmally. Uh, you know, in terms yeah. of yeah exclusivity and driving it up and you know expansion and whatnot and buying things up it's just bad for everybody yeah uh, to be honest i'm i kind of want to give the same answer but for quite different reasons uh in a way that the the the, the microsoft thing and it's not really for anything microsoft have done it's just something that's kind of happened uh because of the because of the merger and that is uh i think that the scummiest publisher of the year is still uh activision blizzard Hell yeah. uh, but, and the reason that I, I want to, you know, to kind of point blame in Microsoft's direction is that like, as soon as this merger was announced, oh, the whole kind of new cycle about all the abuse in Activision uh, Blizzard has completely been uh, been dropped. I mean, I assume Bobby Kotick is either still there or about getting some kind of golden. No, he's, he's still there, and it's, he's going to stay on for a bit before being booted. But that's all part, as you said. It's not. He's not being booted in a. You get what you deserve. Mm. It's a kind of like, oh, you're going to get all these stock options and bajillions, and you'll go on to yeah. another big company you know, and mm-hmm. do the same again. Yeah, that, that's it. And it's all been sort of, I don't say swept under the rug, but it, it's just not, it's not up there in the news. Like I feel like it should be until, uh, you know, both you know, Ubisoft and, uh, uh, Activision have a change in, uh, change in leadership. Yeah, no, I agree. But, totally that's agree. just how I feel about it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah, obviously honorable mention to Ubisoft uh, as we just did there. But, uh, yeah, those, uh, are what I think the scummiest, uh, things were from the from the past oh, what's the uh, next uh, category next category is the game that you will not shut up about to annoy your co-host uh from the past year or or going into the next year perhaps hmm tough one that um 
because I'm some of my answers will be the same, I think, for other categories. What's your one you won't shut up about? Uh, I, I'm still going on about Mass Effect, probably, yeah, to be yeah, honest. I've about that quite a bit this year. <laughs> and I did start playing it. Um, you did, and, and I did start playing playing the one that I suspect on, on going to be on yours. But I'm not going to well, go on that one. I'm actually going to say that I'm going to go to the one that <laughs> I've mentioned. I was thinking about it it's a lot on a podcast, which is Lord Winklebottom Investigates. Because ah, I'm, well, you can keep talking to me about that. That seems like a it's cool a great game. game. I should really it's give a great that game. A uh, but I've said it an awful lot, and I, I will continue to bang the drum that I absolutely love the game, and everyone should play it, and it's great. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying it's annoying you, but um, it's I throw, I, throw, yeah. I do any I'd, any opportunity there to get into the podcast any podcast. Podcast. I've done it. I've guessed it on the Any Button Gaming podcast, and I've mentioned it there as well. And I had it in my top top games, so I'm going to keep banging yeah. on about it. So your Mass Effect, it, it's impressive to be banging on a game for that long. Um, you know, it's well, yeah. And uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm thinking of starting another playthrough of it as well because uh, it's you just don't seem to get the narrative depth that that game gives. Uh, sorry, I'm doing it again. It's just going to irritate. So me. next category, next category. Yes. Okay, uh, no, most anticipated game of 2023. Well, you know, obviously Mass Effect 4. No, I don't think that's even due this year. Uh, what's your most anticipated game of 2023, really? <sighs> Silksong. <laughs> Silksong, yeah, baby. Of course it is. Silksong, Silksong, Silksong. Mass Effect 4. You know, I was, until maybe like a, a couple of months ago when the demo dropped, I was really looking forward to Forspoken, but... Uh, well, if and, you hold on, yeah. hold that thought because we pre- luckily pre-recorded it before I was hospitalised. But we are talking to one of the voice actors uh, in Force ah, yes, yes. shortly uh, and explain why the dialogue is good. So, just yeah, you know, yeah, let's not let's not go too far into that. <laughs> is there anything else that you that is on your uh, your radar for for the upcoming year? Uh, uh, I forget. Can... I think it's Tears of the Kingdom, the new sequel to Breath of the Wild. I'm gonna. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna the buy the heck Zelda, out of that yeah. and play the heck out about it, and then you know, hope it doesn't have weapon degradation. If it does, I'll kick off about it, and uh, you know, by <laughs> still buying it and playing it. So that's on my yeah. list. Um, I'm not really sure what else. I'll probably remember later on, but it's, it's not nothing really's grabbing by the bits. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, if it releases this year, it's supposed to. I don't think oh, it will. Yes. And I'm going to give Final Fantasy 16 a go because for some reason I've turned into a Final Fantasy fan. So. Yeah, you, that, that that really that happened, and uh, like right before my eyes, and it's it's uh, uh, it, it, it's just I, I quite like the combat. I quite like the combination of turn based and, and and combat. Like you know, so that you got like the you know action kind of uh, combat, and then you mix in some strategy. I don't know why it's really got me got me hooked. So hey, if it carries on, if it's mm. good, I'm in. And obviously, there's a Resident Evil Four remake this year, and yeah, you know, because I need I need a reason to buy. I need reason. I need a reason to buy that. Obviously. Yeah, I would say the biggest one on on my list that I've not mentioned. I don't think Mass Effect is due out this year. Uh, uh, is uh, Jedi uh, Survivor? That's true. That's also in my list. You know, so actually, I was saying the thing is, there's quite a lot for me to try and get into and play. So, um, Mm. and that's not even looking at the releases that might be coming out later in this year. So, hi, you know. Lots to look forward to there, don't say. I think the drugs are kicking in again. Lots to look forward yeah, to. It's yeah. just, uh, <laughs> Keep, oh, I, I press that button. Yeah, and you know you've turned into a big elephant. So yeah, ooh, you mentioned the elephant earlier. That chunk but, away, uh, you know, naughty feel like boy. Your fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, overall, best game of 2022 is our final uh, kind of game of the year, if you like, for the jam. Uh, it's Elden Ring. It's just Elden Ring, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I, I again very much flip flopping between uh, between uh, Cyberpunk and uh, and Elden Ring. And to be honest, I'm I'm going to have to agree with you here. I think Elden Ring was probably the best game that came out this year. I mean, doesn't matter that maybe I didn't press through with it as much as some other people did. I still think it was probably the best quality, best made uh, game that came out uh, came out in all of this year. As much as I, I'd say maybe Cyberpunk's my favourite game of the, of the year last year. I think I just think Elden Ring probably was the best but then i haven't experienced a lot of the ones which were playstation 5 exclusive so maybe i'm I'm not the best person to judge but it's our podcast we can say what we like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah let's go with that no yeah. i agree with that i agree with that i agree with that, I agree with that. Uh, yeah. all the people in this accident and emergency room seem to be yeah. agreeing with it but that's because they're on the same drugs you that's are a bit wild yeah and i think like me most of them have wet themselves so <laughs> Uh, okay. I think I might need to go for sleepy bye-byes now. And so I'm feeling a bit woozy. Okay. And um, I still think one of my toes is back to front. So I need to see someone about yeah, that, that. That little piggy looks all kinds of fucked up. Okay, that's you. You can walk again. That's that's good. No, that's that's great. Well, okay. So we have for you tonight uh, the the jammers. You go go sit down, Rudy. Those Thanks. drugs are really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So thankfully has agreed to actually come to uh, to West Yorkshire A and E uh, is the uh, uh, the notable and famous voice actor, uh, Mister Roy Candlestick Maker. Uh, Roy, it's an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast. <laughs> salutations, salutations, Dante. What a fabulous chance to have my experience on a, on the airwaves. That's great, and it is kind of a good month uh, for you because uh, you have just had a game drop uh, recently. Do you want to tell us about uh, the game that you're in that's just come out? Oh yes, I have a prominent role in the new video game title spoken uh it is quite an important critical role that i get to deliver to my loving fans oh yes now we're all very, always look out for your name in a cast list on a game coming up so we know it's always going to be good so uh what role have you been uh allocated in the uh the great uh forespoken game that's uh that's just oh I, I i'm amazed you have to ask um Obviously, you haven't played the title and uh, walked away with it. Oh, no, I, I want to stay fresh for this one. I, yes, I want to try but, and make um, sure I'm not... Uh... I am <laughs> prologue NPC number four. <laughs> and um, oh, and, I, and wow. I really do... I really am the key driver for the plot in um, the sequence when she walks down the street. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so you're one of the sort of New York-based characters, uh, or, or are you in the kind of the fantasy part of it as well? Oh, no, no, no. Well... I'd like to think that while I am a background character in a city, that the words that I echo echo through the whole game. And that's why the delivery has been so important. Absolutely. Now, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned the, uh, the delivery because, uh, this game has been hitting the headlines over the past uh, few weeks, uh, for some comments about the, uh, the delivery, the, the kind of voice acting. There's been some, some people saying it's, it's ridiculous, it's, 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 Dante. Ridiculous. I have seen yeah. these scummy reports of those who are not in the industry and wouldn't know fine acting if it hit them in the willies. It is absolutely ridiculous to suggest that the, you see the 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 dialogue is like it is not Shakespearean in its grandeur. 
Right. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, you sit, you feel very passionately about this. You you believe in the project. You believe that you've uh, created a uh, you know a quality product, quality game. Uh, you know, particularly your product yeah, let, is. Uh, let, let me explain to you here, Don. I, I don't think you as as one of the, the lay people, um, you know, with your little <laughs> small head and odd ears, quite understand, uh, you know, how delivery in video game works. Uh, I mean, it, let's. Let's put it this way, okay? Give me, give me a very generic uh, few sentences that you might utter that that might feature in a game or something like that. Very just be mundane. It's it's the, the power is in the acting. Okay, uh, I'm going down the shops to get a prawn sandwich and a monster drink. Okay, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Okay, very critical dialogue there. That is going to affect the whole game. So if I if I were doing it, as what I need to get across to everybody here, if I was doing it. The delivery that would be absolutely fine in a conversation between you know between two plebs like yourself and not me obviously, but um, in a video game the delivery wouldn't that wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work for the audience. You have to understand this. You have to understand it's, this. It, it, was it too 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 like natural? Too too. You know, what, what what would be wrong with it? How would you do it? Well, it, it just wouldn't fit the flow of the video games. So what I would do is I would say, "I'm going down the shops," uh, and then there'd be a break. There'd be a, a break. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Because that. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm there. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm go to the shops. And I'd be like, and then I'd have like an internal monologue voice. I'd change pitch and tone. And I'd be like, I think I'm going to get a prawn sandwich. And then, mm. quite quickly in there, I'd follow and I'd say, that's a monster budge. With those kind of breaks and pauses. See, so what you can see is I deconstructed that speech there into different elements. So, yes, to the layperson, it sounds disjointed and unrealistic that no one would say anything like that. And also, don't forget, there's the context of how it is said. You might be saying that as part of a conversation where it naturally flows into it. But I would have to deliver this for probably no reason whatsoever. They're walking down the street and they announce this to the, to, to the, to the, to the gamer, to the player. Um, it's a very different delivery, and I think people don't understand that when they've been listening to the dialogue or not on, on Forspoken or any of my titles. Well, yes, no, you've been in some some very notable ones, and uh, it was always a, a pleasure to have you on the uh, uh, on the podcast to to tell us about some of your experience with some of uh, some of your other games. So, uh, uh, have you got any roles in anything coming up? Do we, do we need to look out for you? For I mean, obviously, we uh, we try and oh, <laughs> well, oh, I um. So what I shouldn't be saying this. I am under some strict contracts, but um, you know, as we're as we're compadres in the entertainment industry, I will drop to you. Uh, it's say. fine. We won't tell um, anyone. No one well, uh, I couldn't help but notice earlier that you guys mentioned that you're interested in the new Star Wars franchise game. Ooh. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, well, yes, no, that's, that's a well, cool. absolutely. What's, uh, obviously, I, I don't want any, to. Any I, I, I'm not au fait with all the characters, etc., because I, I, I don't, I wouldn't lower myself to Star Wars standards if I was watching entertainment. I don't know any of this stuff about it, but obviously as a thespian, I, I do what is asked of me, and I am playing Shot Stormtrooper number six, um, and it's a, it's a fantastic <laughs> role. It's, the thing I like about it, Jonathan, that was it really challenged me is it's it's multi layered because I I had to because like the best video games you don't just you don't just provide one performance you have to it, you react to what the game is doing on screen so in this action yeah yeah I could have got my arm chopped off by a lightsaber you could have yes no that that may be a thing that would happen to shot stormtrooper number six but I mean, it does sound like he, he's been yeah shot, but, but uh, exactly you know, could have been chopped. but also but that that's the reaction but also. 
I could have been shot for or one of my laser blasts could have been deflected back towards me, as I understand is one of the oh, gameplay yes. mechanics. So what I've had to do is give a range of emotions and you never know what you're going to get of me. And that's amazing. It could be, uh, or, or it could be, uh, and a completely oh, wow. different oh. effect. Completely different effect. Totally different. Yes. Absolutely. No, you, no, don't, that, that, you don't know what one... you're going to get. And, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those in, in incredible roles. You know, it's like, tell you what I played, um, I played creepy background voice number six in uh, Control. If you played that game, I don't know. Um, and I did, yes. and you yeah. know there oh, was. I thought I recognised creepy background. Yeah, voice. so there was lots of whispering, and depending on what you did, I had to whisper like like this. Or like this. And the players know what they're going to get of me, and both of them have very different contexts. Um, so it's and yes, that's what I love no, about these roles it's what I love about these roles they just they challenge me as a person as an artist and you don't really get that sometimes in local pantomimes that I've been in before uh, that's what I'm all about yeah no I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be seeing you in, in Aladdin next uh, next next Thursday I think it is supposed to come around and see that. but anyway thank you uh, Mr. Candlestick Maker it is absolutely always a pleasure to have you on uh, on our podcast oh uh, and again oh. thank you very much for, for coming mm. and accommodating us by meeting at the uh, at the hospital here it's, uh, mm. no well to, you, be, uh, to be honest to I, I know my presence here will lift up the spirits of those around us um, I, I mean I'm not allowed in the kids ward anymore for unrelated reasons but um, it, it's as great to be here and um and also it's really handy because i can pick up my tea from the supermarket downstairs in the foyer so brilliant okay thank you bye bye babes no 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 Hey, Joe Baggers, I am feeling a lot better after a good night's sleep and some more of those lovely pills. Um, and my toes are Ooh. roughly facing the right direction. And these crutches are quite good for hitting Dante with. So every Ooh. silver Ow. line, every cloud as a whatever. But anyway, we is the Prick. end of the show. But we do have some questions from our wonderful listeners. Um, so I think we'll crack through a few of these and wrap things up. What do you think, Dante? I think that will be a good, a good award ceremony podcast. Absolutely, Mister Manchego. Let's hit us with the. Well, first I'm going to go. I'm going to go probably more sensible questions through to the more ridiculous ones, as it tends to be. So this one mm. is from uh, Grimward, who has asked, um, and who I know for a fact has not completed The Last of Us, just to be quite good. So, but <laughs> it has to be. Okay. I feel like it's going to be you relate to the actual content of the question. No, no, not at all. Nah, I'm kidding, of course it is. Mm. Um, it has to be, <laughs> what are your thoughts on The Last of Us HBO show so far? What do you think, Dante? Oh, the la- the, the la- that's on on H- HBO Max. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's all right. You know, the acting's a bit wooden. You know, I don't really like the story that much. I don't think it's that well-crafted. Uh, you know, gameplay's rubbish. Um, you've not actually watched it, have you? Well, if I watch it, it's going to spoil the game, and I kind of expect I'll get around to the game at some point. Will you, life. though? Because, I mean, as far as I'm aware, you've, 
you've had access to it for quite a long time now um and i've never yeah, picked it up that's true uh, I, I do have the i think i've got the 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 ps4 version which i guess will still play on my ps4 it will, absolutely it will install it play and, absolutely uh, delightfully but anyway haven't they remade it like seven times since then um, yeah you know eight but who's counting so I have actually watched the first episode. Uh, I haven't watched the second episode yet at the time of recording. And it just came out. Um, Do I need to take my headphones off? I'm not going to have any spoilers. All right. It's got zombies in it. Um, <gasps> not really. Kind of. Anyway. What I like about Actually, I wasn't really... I, I thought so far it was very, very well made. Um, better than I was mm. expecting it to be. Only in the sense of I don't really think there's a point to tell the story. I think the game's good and stands on its own. But I watched it with um, my wife, my wife, who is, you know, not ever played the game, although she's aware that I do really like the game. Um, and mm. she was like, "Okay, yeah, this is good. It's it's dark. It's 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 horrible. If it can maintain the atmosphere and the quality of the acting through the rest of the season, uh, then and finish off story, then yeah. So so far, it has done a good job of transcending." you know just the game and mm-hmm. stuff it doesn't feel like a game copy and pasted onto it even though story beats are the same it feels like a crafted yeah. drama with characters at the heart of it so far so yeah I, I, i'm in you know and i'm still not dubious about i don't really necessarily feel like it needed to be a tv show it's the, the, the game is good enough and cinematic enough but if yeah. if, if it's going to introduce people more into into these kind of characters that i enjoy in this world that i enjoyed as i say enjoy is the wrong words that you know that's that's gripping <laughs> you know great but um, yeah, so that's that's our answer. You can't ask Dante; he hasn't he hasn't hasn't even played the game. So. No, sorry, I, uh, I I'm still you know trying to think about if there have been any uh, any good kind of adaptations. I mean, uh, I also haven't seen the Uncharted uh, film, which I gather bears no resemblance to the uh, to no, the game. No, nor have I, and I don't think. Uh, and I know for a fact that Reward is a very big Uncharted game series fan, um, based on mm. interactions. So. Um, Cool, but I've got another question here from Cockney Geezer Enzo. Enzo, he's a little Enzo. Um, he asks, <laughs> "Any New Year gaming resolutions?" I don't know if he says it like that, but I imagine he does. Um, oh, I don't yeah, imagine that's the only kind of possible voice he could use for for the, for such a thing. Uh, I mean, beyond the every year, I you know plan to actually play the games in my library and not. Uh, you know, not kind of keep buying new ones, which is crap because I always kind of keep buying new ones. Play my Switch a bit more. I think that was last year's one, and yeah, that's that's probably it. What about? Yeah, you? I have the same resolution I have every year, which is that I'm going to play and complete Dark Souls One, um, <laughs> and I never do. Despite the fact in the last year, you know, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, or really like those games, I've been playing some other yeah, I mean, Souls-like games. You're much better at the Soulsborns games. Yeah, than I and I don't know why. Get... I've tried playing it a few times. It's not this problem game, but for whatever reason, I've drifted off it, and I keep going. Like, oh, I'm going to come back, and this is going to be the year that I get into it, and just say yeah, so that I can say I have played and finished Dark Souls because I kind of like the lore and I like all the myth, all the myth and stuff like that. I just need to get. Will I do it? Probably not. The other thing is to is to probably um, limit probably my spending on tat. I spent quite a lot, you know, like I've got quite a lot of gaming tat. <laughs> oh, like merch, uh, and yeah, and, and just hardware and bits of bobs. Like you know, I I got a bit into buying up like second old retro handheld like gaming devices, mm. like some of the Chinese ones that you know does me by scalping, and now I can play like you know every SNES <laughs> game about fourteen different formats. So it's like 
I'm going to try and limit yeah. that, but um, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of an addiction, so I'm not very good at it. Now, I, I have a friend, a friend at work, who's like the exact opposite of you in terms of uh, uh, he has played uh, Dark Souls uh, quite a few times and never played any of the other Soulsborne games. So he's kind of like completely kind of opposite. I, way it's it's so. weird. I think people, I think because you get so invested in them, they're similar, but they're not quite the same. And there's a little mm. bit certainly. From the point of view of like when I was playing Bloodborne, I tried picking up Dark Souls, and the like, same with Demon Souls. Mm. They're the same DNA of the game, but they're just the combat slightly different, and there's more choice. Yeah. And I found it quite hard going to those ones. And but you know, it's about spending the time getting into it, and getting your head kicked in. Maybe it will. Maybe well, it will. Yeah, I mean, I thought I'd do a little bit better in in Bloodborne after. Uh... Uh, after you know, kind of doing a bit better in Elden Ring recently, but no, I still got completely creamed when I tried Bloodborne again a couple of months uh, ago. Yeah, it's well. it's it's that it's that you have to get over the hump of getting creamed, uh, not in a good way. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and it, that's a it's a lot to go through to get into the game. You have to kind of fight to enjoy the game. I find with so once you do, you love you love it and you're in. <laughs> or maybe it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. But anyway. Final question. That sounds a bit like Final that. question. Uh, final question. Go so this it. one is from friend of the podcast, Metal Shark. Um, mm-hmm. With Forspoken, obviously we've you know been a bit of a theme today. Yeah, no, uh, Mr. Candlestick. Yeah, having ludicrous specifications on, on PC, this is primarily for what are arguably PlayStation mm. 3 era graphics. Can't deny that. If a theoretical new game came out named Dante's Dancing Divas, what are the most outlandish... Well, it's... it's it's, it fits. What are the most outlandish, mm-hmm. whilst mildly plausible demands you could ask a players to even be able to play the game? Okay, that seems oddly targeted, but I really should check your Twitter more often. For, for no, stuff, you know, it's, it's 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 on there. It's public record. It's um, all right. Are you going first or am I going first? Uh, I've got a few ideas here, so I'll go first. For my first idea right. is I think and I demand, and this is on PC, but also on console. It'd be just different. Is that I demand? that the game is going to be spread out across three hard drives. All three, it's got to be three SSD drives. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not going to be too picky. Is it going to fill all three of them? No. Or does it just need a little bit no, on, each on each one? It's going to load balance okay. across all yeah. three. You could easily fit it, because it's not really that you know graphically intense, your game, but you could mm. easily fit it on one on one hard drive. But I want it three. And, and to be really specific, on PC, two of them, have to be M.2 mm. SSD uh, filled. So they've got to fit to your motherboard exactly, and you've got to have a motherboard that supports it. So that's really precise to be able to play the game. And then you've got to have another one plugged in as well. On console, you've got to have, obviously, your main one, either an extension mm. uh, thing there or a couple more plugged in, um, external hard drives plugged in to be able to play the game. That's that's what that's... that's, wow, that's okay. A, you have to. I'm sorry, guys, but that's what the game demands. For this fake theoretical game, Dante's Dancing Divas, uh, you seem very specifically know what kind of how big the the, the, the load file is. And is, is this big? Uh, is this game? Really um, this I couldn't possibly comment. I've, I've got NDAs in process. There's a lot of rights mm-hmm. issues and the music uh, rights. So, but but uh, don't worry. You're very dancey little head about it. What would you What would you demand that in this game that doesn't certainly doesn't exist, but kind of exists, but doesn't exist? Uh, I I would say that a game like that that shouldn't exist uh, would have to have uh, three separate monitors, each with its own uh, video card uh, kind of uh, memory as well to uh, to, to power. Wow, the, so you uh, need you're saying you're saying that you would it's so demanding that you couldn't one one graphic GPU couldn't couldn't output the signal no. at high enough quality spread across three. You would have to have a dedicated GPU for each 
for it working in tandem. For each morning, yeah, okay. so being in a kind of like a panoramic wow. uh, kind of style. I don't even know if that's technically possible, but I think that's a, that's a pretty impressive demand. Um, I would actually and sort of a harness thing as well with uh, which put your arms into to, to match your arm movements to what's going on on the screen. But yeah, well, this yeah, this ties into like my that. one, which is, I think there's going to be several peripherals you can also need to buy for this, and one of them will be that that's no, I was going to say the strap ons, but the strap. There could be, I don't know. I mean, it depends. It depends. <laughs> yeah, I haven't well, quite nailed down the gameplay yet. This? But the other thing is that there's going to be a little kind of aroma box which is going to let out puffs of oil smells, which are going to replicate mm. what it's actually like being in a club at, at 3 a.m. with with Dante um, when he's had a lot to drink and um, <laughs> and a curry earlier. So you get loads of different smells just bombarding you all around and like lingering in your room. You, yeah. you can't play without it. You've got to have this smell. It's puffing in your face to really really suffocating like you know um, and look you know hey look people might like that you know it's it's um, you know that that might be a jam um, and if not it's gonna it might be a jam yeah, bag. it's gonna you know people people are gonna be playing and they come <laughs> in like next time people are like are you playing Dante's Dancing Divas and like yeah he's like oh yeah I got up to level 3 last night yeah I got up to level 4 where I can yeah, smell what one's yeah. level 4 I was like oh shits himself um, and, and the spell and the smell reaction <laughs> I'm just saying look it could be the level 4 could be that you if you dance badly you have a rectal collapse um, uh, I, am I at least getting some likeness rights for this I mean I, I only watched a couple of Kevin Smith movie, so I know kind of about likeness rights. I feel like I should be getting some money for this. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's to it, your money that you would get from this game would be re- relative to your brand value. No, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you actually I, would probably owe us money. Popular, to be honest. The fact that we've used your brand, <laughs> um, this is advertising that you know your brand desperately needs. You just can't yeah, buy exactly. It, yes. So you know we'll, the, the, <laughs> we'll bill you for that. But um, that wraps up all our questions for this for this month's podcast. Um, so nothing yeah. left to do but talk about uh, less socials and how people can contact us. How they can find us. Well, if people would like to contact us via the socials, uh, there's a lot of different choices for you. There is Facebook. You can search for Jam Bags on the Facebook and you will find the Jam Bags page with the Jam Bags logo uh, where you can get in touch with us uh, about you know, anything that you really want. Uh, we have the Twitter at Jam Bags underscore UK where you will find uh, Rudy spouting off about uh, whatever games he's playing or whatever things annoyed him in public uh, to the, on that particular mm. day. And also at Dante RDRGZ. JB, uh, you'll find that uh, is the, the Dante account, which will be responding to it with much the similar kind of annoyance and, uh, uh, well, just you know, all that, all the sass that you'd expect from from an interaction between uh, between the two of us. Uh, you've also got uh, Instagram, so at Jambags underscore UK, you'll find the uh, Jambags in, uh, Instagram account, where you'll see various uh, images of Dante's video game crushes across the years, and you can find us on the uh, the YouTube message boards. Again, we'll talk more about YouTube in a moment, but you can interact with us through the message boards underneath our videos on our YouTube account, which you can also find under Jambags. Uh, Rudy, how are the various ways that people can listen to us other than the way that they must be listening to us at this particular yes, point? Yes, we are on Apple Podcasts. If you use that as a listening point, please do drop a review and uh, hopefully a positive one. But any review, to be honest, is good for engagement. <laughs> um, we're also on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. And as I said, we do put any copy, an audio copy of this onto YouTube. So you can stream and watch that there. Well, watch, listen to it. We 
actually ask on camera. Um, and yeah. yeah, and any good RSS feed um, podcast app will have us on there. So check us out if you can. But that's it for another another month's episode, don't say. Absolutely right. So thank you very much for listening to us, Jam Baggers. And if someone you know personally decides to make a game based on you, which involves you kind of uh, smelling being very variously uh, dancing very badly and uh, and making all sorts of bodily noises and all sorts of things then just smash them in the jam bags and run away And the pre-order cash was rolling in. <laughs> uh, empty squire. <laughs> it's never going to come out. <laughs> this is the fourth squad. Come out with your hands off. Uh, no. Oh, no. It, it wasn't me. It was It was Rudy. It was Rudy. It was all Rudy. No, does it, Rodriguez. You are wanted on the charge of pre-order fraud. Pre-order fraud? What's that? Does that even exist? It, of course it exists. Yeah. We're police officers. Oh, okay. Well, how do you know it was me? It was, there was no way you could have figured that out. We have multiple charges. First off, the very first clue is that the JBOG link was just your grocery list. Oh, I knew I forgot where I put that. Oh. Also, you put an entire list of your bank details, your name, address, height, sex, weight, uh, some pictures of you on holiday, and a side confession to fraud. Oh, no, I knew I left that signed confession of fraud somewhere up. Oh, bugger. You're also wanted on charges of stealing a trailer from your next-door neighbour. Yeah, about that. I mean, just just come over here by this trailer and, and we'll just kind of see if it accidentally drops like a dropping trailer.